The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, MCW, The Hearst Corporation, Spectre, The Wayland Utani Corporation, Aperture Laboratories, The Tyrell Corporation, InGen, The Nakatomi Corporation, Disney, The Umbrella Corporation, Cyberdyne Systems, or the casting crew of Sons of Anarchy. Prepare yourself for a wrestling program unlike anything you've ever heard before. It's what we call a global killer. The end of mankind. Doesn't matter where it hits. Nothing would survive, not even bacteria. My God. Two internationally recognized podcast heavyweight champions collide to bring you a podcast for the ages. We might survive despite what they do. Some might survive. But not much. May God have mercy on our souls as we unleash the Rough House Podcast 2.0 with Justin Thunder Schlegel and Christoph Lightning Michaelot. And welcome to the Rough House version 3.0. Did we ever get the new production? You know what's funny? I'm glad you brought that up because that was the first thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. All right. Because we. And by we, I mean I, uh-huh. subcontracted you the did. Rough House version 3.0 right. to have a brand new intro <laughs> We're never to some people that I work with. Uh-huh. And it was shit. It oh, was really? absolute garbage. Yeah, it was real bad. Basically, you have to send it to me. Okay, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you the minute we're done. And you're going to be like, you'll listen to it for 10 seconds and be like, uh, it's, it's so fucking generic. I've got such a great idea. Okay. Um, Do we sing it? No, no, no. It wouldn't be be a rough house without broken promises. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. 1.0, 2.0, 3.0. It doesn't fucking matter. 4.0 next week. No. uh, It will be an exclusive. If you are one of our Patreon donors, we'll send you the aborted intro. (laughs) Yes. We will. If you. Okay. But I'm telling you, the entry point for this shit is 50 bucks because it sucks so hard <laughs> and i don't want to say who it was but of course i'll make the symbol for you okay? no i know i know who i know who no it wasn't whose name begins oh, with this oh, oh, it was, it was it this was, person yeah, subcontracted it, it to that person oh ew uh, yeah and i was like hey you Snoop. don't do that Mm. Because it was the biggest, it was the biggest slice of shit that I said. That's you know what? I would have worked on it by myself if it wasn't for a holiday week. So I can assure you, <laughs> on the third episode of the new Rough House, three technically, technically, this is episode one because the last episode was episode point five. On the second and a half. <laughs> oh my god, that's how we do all the podcasts from now on. This is episode two point five of the Rough House three that's exactly how this works from now on. That, oh, my God. This is who we are. This is what we are. And this as is promised, what we do. Uh, being that we're now par- proudly part of the Realm Network, thank you That's very right. much to Mark Ronick, Lowell Melzer, part mm-hmm. of the Realm Network, alongside Kirk McEwen, alongside right. Vince Russo, alongside Mark and Lowell of the Mark and Lowell Show. At the end of this episode, the 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 aforementioned tease about what happened to the Rough House version 1.0. Oh, yeah. I'm we'll so cap it off with the, that. For the full full story on that. I thought, I'm not sure if I ever truly told you, because it's 
I'm going to really come across as a bit of a bitch in this, a little bit of a cry ass. <laughs> a a, a uh, bitch or a dick? Uh, a little bit of a, a little bit of a sensitive Sally that they'd say. Um, but part of the Rough House 3.0 is the fact that we don't have to be beholden to a professional workspace anymore. So, nope. Chris, <laughs> tell our listeners what's happening right now. Well, uh, I, I, we're we're skyping each other currently, so I'm looking at you, and you are drinking a uh, a, a smelly Glen. Yes, it is, which is That's something you half- just created. Yep, it's Glenlivet Scotch with a splash of Febreze. Uh-huh. It's called a Smelly Glen, that looks and delicious. it tastes awful. And I'm I'm set up in my uh, in my dining room, which is I have a little uh, a bar in there, which is it's not as fancy as it sounds. It's just like a table with a bunch of booze on top. So, <laughs> so being inspired yeah, by a, Justin, it's a flat platform covered in fucking booze. That's so, how I qualify as a bar. So inspired by Justin, even though I have to. Uh, I have to work in a little bit. I'm DJing tonight, but hey, cheers. Let's hey, hey, Chris, I'll just hey, buddy, drink some hey, fireball. Here's to you. Hey, cheers. Here's to, you. to us. Here's to us. Oh, hey, I got, yeah. I got, I got, a, I got a big announcement. I got a what big got? announcement. What's um, up? I'm, I'm gonna reach down. I'm gonna grab something, and I'm gonna want you to describe. Chris is drinking fireball out the fucking bottle. Right like he's out got the a bottle. gun to his head. I think All there's right, like. Can you? Sugar or mold or cocaine around the rim of this bottle. Can you see what this is? Does this make sense to you? What I'm holding is that a PlayStation Four? No, it's not. But I can understand why you'd think it's one. Okay, I'm gonna flip it it around. Is it a computer to you? Exactly, Chris. That is a computer. Mm -hmm. Now, do you know whose computer this used to be? Uh, If I had to guess, I'd say it used to be yours. Yep, it was mine. Then it became the stepkids, and now it's mine again because cry ass McBitches a lot has been a real pain in the dick meat today. And I have stepped up as a stepfather, and I have taken away his computer forever. That's right, forever. <laughs> Chris, I'm having a good week, okay? I you, have... you look happier than I've seen you in quite some time. Can I tell you why? Can I tell you why? Two reasons. Yes, I, I would One, love for you to tell me why. The Rough House is back. Makes me happy as well. Okay, okay. 2.5. People are donating to our Patreon page. Continue to do so. Thank you to everybody that's reached out via the Patreon. Search Rough House Podcast on Patreon. All the money goes to Chris. It keeps yeah, should, his lights on. I should on. post that link again. You should absolutely do that. Reason three mm-hmm. is because I have really stepped up and turned into a very vocal prick stepfather this week. <laughs> I have been taking shit. I have been yelling. Uh-huh. I have been putting my foot down. Uh, timid, timid beta stepdad is kind of gone. And I dare I say, I think the missus might even be slightly turned on. Are, by, did you go full on Vince McMahon? I wasn't walking down with grapefruits, uh-huh. but I finally was like, that's it. I'm done. This gets cleaned up. That coat gets put on. Don't go outside without shoes. Quit complaining about dinner. The complaints continued. The continuation of the continuation of no going outside without shoes. Uh-huh. Yada yada. I, I'm I'm taking shit. So I finally stepped up and I took his computer away forever. <laughs> Not like you lose this for a day, you lose this for a week. I said, guess what? This is gone forever. Did you uh, did you find anything um, interesting in the temporary internet files? Yeah, he stole my uh, my identity. He's absolutely purchased himself a pontoon boat. He's got some land in Singapore. And uh, I checked his credit score, and it's a 768. It's the first time I've ever seen a nine-year-old with a 768 credit score. So he can rent a car for a cheaper rate than I could. It's not bad. But it doesn't it's matter anymore because he can't do it online because I've got his computer forever. Yeah. Now it's going to sit under my desk and collect dust. Would you like it? 
Yeah, sure, I'll take it. It's yours. I will give you this fucking computer. <laughs> and it's nice. It's a decent computer. It you looks really it. nice. It's very nice. It's it's an Asus uh, ACOG G20. It's a gamer okay. system. It's yours. Mm-hmm. I got another one to run my vibe now. This thing's just going to like dust. Chris, my gift to you. It's half. I want you to have it half. I never want him to see it again. <laughs> I think it's more uh, 40, 60 on that. No, it's like 90, 10 in the 10 view. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. So, yes, yeah, thank you to everybody that reached out with the kind words and the and the uh, the messages and what have you that the Rough House is back. And if this is your first episode of the new Rough House, uh, just know that, you know, it's still a, uh, a growth period for 3.0. New yeah. elements, I swear to Christ, will come. Uh, <laughs> the Realm Network is going to be getting us ads. Just like that special SGW stuff we've been working on for three years. Woo! Boy, that SGW shit is gonna happen, okay? Eesh. Mm, Eesh. That's that's and on me. That's kind of my sh- bad. No, buddy, boy, eighty percent of the stuff that goes south is because of this guy fucking dropping the ball right here. Don't you pin that on your shoulders? <laughs> also, to everybody that's listening, shout out to the OG five thirty eight. A big shout out, big big hashtag. Fuck you, Ken Dixon. Let's get that cash. Let's get that hashtag started. Big hashtag. Fuck you, Ken Dixon. Yeah. Now, okay. You want to get into that talk, first? Yeah, Survivor let, Series. What do you want? Let's 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 start with Ken Dixon since you brought uh, that bearded bastard up. Yeah. Now, um, I know you uh, have had some issues with uh, your former security um, chief guard security guy. Ken Dixon, part of the yeah, kingdom, the former kingdom. That's right. The dissolved kingdom, or was it usurped? The defunct kingdom. Defunct? Okay. I don't know. Maybe there was a coup for all I know. I, I think it's just Dixon and the Dixon coup, line coup, at this point. Coup, coup. coup. Yeah, there's, I don't think, I mean, let's just call it what it is. The kingdom is done. The kings don't exist in Maryland Championship Wrestling. Ryan right. McBride, the Dixon line, the humble royal advisor, and mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the the villainous Ken Dixon uh, tore it apart from the inside out. I'd like to think out of impatience. Out of pure impatience. Well, yeah, he was being overshadowed by the king. It was it was a combination of him wanting... It was a Starscream Megatron thing. You know, <laughs> Megatron always led the charge. Starscream's trying to stab him in the fucking back. Right. And I wasn't there a lot because of, of, of some children in Raven stuff. And then we all know Ryan McBride had a, a beautiful new baby boy, the baby. Prince Gavin McBride. Baby, 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 baby boy. He was, uh, he was delivered by Uber. And <laughs> uh, Ken... Was none too pleased that because we are both just standard men with menly duties, which is mm-hmm. to raise these offspring. Uh, Ken Procre- just, procreated. We we hate condoms, and we uh, <laughs> uh, one of us had one on purpose. The other didn't. I'll let you figure out who was which. It was me that had yeah, the accident. No, I know. And I'm yeah, you absolutely know. Press me brought well up a thousand aware. times on the show. But Ken, I believe, was like, I'm done with Ryan and Justin having these baby talks. I think I'm done with it. I wasn't there during the attack. I was not there when he attacked Ryan McBride. Right. Um, I, I was away. I had to hear about it secondhand that he backstage after Ryan McBride's loss to Drolix, he attacks him. Dixon Line beats his ass. Leaves him there in a heap. No one comes to Ryan's help. Uh, and ever since, uh, Ken has just been on this fucking destructive war path, no matter if it's MCW, if it's another federation. he mm-hmm. If Ken Dixon goes somewhere, 
He just mauls, murders, and, and decimates whoever is in front of him, whether it be his opponent or not. But he doesn't leave it in the ring. He takes it to right. the, the, the web. He takes it to social media. He takes shots at me every chance he can get. I mean, what type of son of a bitch? What heartless, bald, muscle-covered war machine uh, can't just let two men have children? Give us the time. We will come back. Ryan and I discussed it. We were going to have the kings be the kings. Mm-hmm. And I think Ken, who has solely dedicated his life to... Uh, the pursuit of wrestling and the destruction of other human beings just couldn't wait. And he did what he did, and now he's taken me out, saying I didn't pay any fucking dues, uh, saying that um, I was some make-a-wish kid that he was doing, like, volunteer work (laughs) with and shit when he was, like, letting me be a part of the Kings. Like, Ken, dude. That's not nice. That's not at all what it ever was. I never took dollar one. I'm, I'm like Trump. I never took a salary. For being the leader that I was. I, I never wanted to catch a dollar. Why don't for you show it. me your and tax returns? We'll prove I'm it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna have your people talk to my lawyers. I never took a dollar from those people. And Ken, he uh I think his true colors have finally been shown. I think he finally uh let it be known that he was never happy that I was a part of the Kings, <laughs> that he was disgusted with my civilian presence, my non combatant mm-hmm. presence. Mm-hmm. And um I I'm just gonna say you know what? Wherever I go, who knows? Probably, maybe, never in an MCW ring again. But Ryan and I are still friends, and Ryan and I still talk regularly. And Ryan, while a new father and taking care of his kid and licking his wounds and healing after that attack, uh, uh, buddy, Ken, keep your head on a fucking swivel because McBride will be back one day. McBride will be back sooner rather than later. And it's not me you've got to worry about. I'm just me. I'm just the, the advisor. I was the advisor. I'm just a humble podcaster. It's McBride you're going to have to deal with one day. Yeah, Sooner you're, you're going to be later. you're going to be driving and you're going to see a helicopter and you'll be like, is that Foxtrot or is that McBride one? It's McBride one, and it's you're going to be one. Ray Liotta Goodfella style watching the helicopter as you're driving home, nervous, nervous as shit. Nervous. I swear to God, it's over top of you. It's oh, yeah. you used a landline. You used a fucking landline. They're fucking bugging this line. You used a fucking Dummy. landline. Dummy. Oh yeah, I'm telling you, Dixon, you and your cronies. Watch it. McBride returns sooner rather than later. Will I be there? Will I not be there? Who knows? But I will watch and laugh and relish the comeuppance that you will get when McBride uh, returns one day. Uh, Feel free. Take, shot, take shots at me online all you want. Take shots at me all you want. He does. But he when will. he gets you and when fucking McBride gets you in that DVD <laughs> and it's one, two, three, homeboy, the, the king will reign supreme again. Uh, didn't uh, the aforementioned Ken Dixon lose his Rage title last night, I believe, at WrestleCade? Oh, shit. I, I mean, believe he did. I don't want to put the guy on blast because then I'll be the subject of his attacks, which whatever. But uh, hey, oh, Ken. He you, will you, definitely fucking wound you. You lost, buddy. You yeah. lost. All don't right. mind if I pour myself a fresh one. Yeah, go ahead. Top God, yourself this up. This is so great. We can do fucking rough houses now and discuss... Uh, various pro wrestling stuff and what have yous and life things and not have to worry about people walking in anymore. This is no. actually how I've wanted to do the Rough House forever. <laughs> oh, well, here we are, baby. Go. Listen to the sound I, of that drink pouring. I hear it. Yeah, Sounds there we sexy. go. There's mother's milk. There's nice, mother's fucking milk. That's a nice cola. Give a little spritzer for breeze there. Yeah, listen to that. Hold on. Well, yeah, hold on. Let me get that. There we are. Mm. <laughs> 
Ooh, make yourself a stinky Glen at home. It's one part Coca-Cola, one part Glen Livid, 18. Don't be a piece of shit and buy the 12. And one part Febreze, <laughs> Air Effects, Linen it's a and 12. Sky. It's a 12. You're drinking a 12 Oh, right man. I fucked up. You just called yourself I'm drinking out. the shit. Damn it. I'm drinking the shit. Well, if it was I'm 18, sorry, you wouldn't be mixing it with cola. Oh, boy, you and I are getting right? as bad as fucking Jericho, Stone Cold, and Ross as far as their podcast when you're like, I'm going to skip to the 20-minute mark when they start talking about nah, pe- people. People said they'd like this part. I don't know if it's still uh, where it should be. Anyway, speaking of Ken Dixon, I told uh, um, the oddest thing happened. I was at Thanksgiving, uh, my second Thanksgiving dinner. I, did, I had dinner yeah, with my family earlier you, in the afternoon. You said he came up somehow. How he did. did. He, how did he come up in conversation? <clears throat> so I was at my wife's uncle's house for my second Thanksgiving dinner of the evening because I'm fat and I ate so much. I shit so much at work on Friday. I'm sure they thought that something was wrong with me. Anyway, so we're, we're gotcha. sitting there talking, and they have a younger son. And, you know, he was just being a, a kid running around being rambunctious. and um, Total dickhead. Kids. My wife's aunt goes, you know who likes wrestling? And she pointed at me. I'm like, yeah, I like wrestling. Who's your favorite wrestler? So he starts to talk about wrestling, and then um, they were talking about how they went to uh, an MCW show. And they didn't um, they didn't really know too much what was going on, but they started talking about um, this this guy who uh, you know was being heckled by the crowd, and somebody was getting into his face, and then he yelled back at him, and then all of a sudden the kid goes, "Yeah, Dixon sucks," and I'm like, "Ken Dixon," and I start laughing hysterically. <laughs> Yay. So, yeah, everybody hates Ken Dixon. Well, you know, it was kind of it was kind of heartwarming to see that, you know, he, he this kid maybe I think he's in third grade. So super young. I don't know what that, that's like eight. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, uh, yeah, that's the same. Yeah, that's the same grade. Cryass is in. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so it, it, it took me back to that that pro wrestling innocence of being eight years old and you know you're at an mcw show it's not like going to the arena for a wwe show you can be right up close and you know and 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 be uh and interact with these wrestlers you can't interact with rick flair on a normal basis or or roman reigns well you know nobody wants to but um but you you can't do that so it, it it the joy that he was talking about how being this close to these wrestlers and enjoying uh, a wrestling show and it didn't matter to him and that could have been wrestlemania for all he knew you it was were just seeing a young child who sort of still believed in wrestling safety. yeah you were yes. seeing a he doesn't know he's not using terms like popped and swerved no. and kayfabe and no. selling and feeding this is a kid that's watching a good guy and yeah. a bad guy fight in a ring and in to its him, purest form that man i wish i could somehow go back to that i Recapture wish it. i could return yeah. To the year of 1988, when I'm nine years old, I'm at King's Dominion, (laughs) WWF has a Uh house show, my dad takes me there, my brother there, Sergeant Slaughter is there, Coco Beware is there, and afterwards, in the theme park, we go to a meet and greet, and Big John Studd takes a picture with my entire family and absolutely feels my mom up in front of my dad, and my dad can do nothing. (laughs) I want to go back to that moment when I realized 
my dad is mortal because at that point I was terrified of my father. Right. I'm no longer scared of my dad because I watched big John stud absolutely take a handful of my mom's ass (laughs) and just roll it around in his fingers like a stress ball. And my dad couldn't do shit from shit because he knew that big John stud would tear his fucking head off and drink his insides when he turned into a blood fountain. And I'm like, you know what? This is great. This is great. There are superheroes out there. I'm glad you got to, to see uh, you got to see yeah. the childlike uh, joy. Uh, reverence and love for Innocence. professional wrestling. Innocence is lost, and he's never heard the letters IWC together like that. Oh you know? God, please! And may and may he not hear them for a, a decade to come. And that being said, let's bitch about the main event of Survivor Series. Well, you can go ahead and bitch about it all you oh, want because I fucking loved it. You I thought I it, it was great. I knew you would. I, knew I you thought would. it was fucking superb. Loved it. I came out of my goddamn chair and cheered. Now, before we continue, I have to ask. Let's set the table. Okay. Did you ever get into Goldberg during his undefeated streak? Nope. Okay, so you don't know that Goldberg. Well, I mean, I mean, only from seeing you know the the DVDs li- and the Monday Night live. Wars. I didn't live it live. No, I was okay. I was so I was you and I are WWF from, guy. You were coming. You and I are coming from two different backgrounds. To where right. I watched both. You watched WWE, and at the time, I had I had the most beautiful flashback of WCW Bill Goldberg murdering and mauling another human being, which was what he did in WCW, which is what he did not do in his 2004 run, and which is what they got back to with what happened at Survivor Series, which is, I wish they would have done in 2004. I'll take it now. Because here's how I'll sell it to you, and 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 take it or leave it as you will. Your opinion okay. is your own. Yeah. But to me, it was the lucky punch. It wasn't superior domination. It wasn't this is a better wrestler, a better performer. It was a you fucking caught me off guard. You got me. You ain't gonna get me again, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar is now because we haven't talked about Lesnar in a forever. Lesnar has been a non-issue almost all through 2016. Lesnar has not been a champion. Lesnar has not had a feud. Lesnar has sort of been Mm -mm. stagnant. Lesnar just had happened to him what happened to Taker at Mania when you're like, what the fuck was that? My jaw hit the floor. Same thing. My jaw hit the floor. But but, But again, because I came from a background where I got to see Goldberg during the streak where I was watching him on uh, Thunder where he was yeah. strictly on Thunder, and then he came to Nitro, and then there was a ground swell, and holy shit, and he wins the title against Hogan, and that becomes their Stone Cold Sorta, and then they, WCW does what WCW does, and that's fuck up something beautiful. Right. Uh, I loved it because I was like, okay, this is how they're going to get to more juice out of it. Instead of it being a one and done with Lesnar mauling him, and that's it. It's a zero-sum total. What do we get out of that? Lesnar is exactly where he was. Goldberg is now back to the 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 nothing. He's back into the ether of, of, of pointlessness. We now have a thing. I wanted to watch Raw. I wanted to see what happened after that. And what they also did was I think they learned lessons from Sting where they fucked up Sting. 
Yeah. They fucked up his return. They yeah, had him fa- well. a pointless feud with Triple H. He gets mm-hmm. injured against Rollins, mm-hmm. and he's over and he's done. But with Goldberg, they have this simple, classic Goldberg-style match, which was all this shit in WCW is one minute or two minutes right. over. And then yeah. now we get to watch, I hope, it's all hypothetical, we get to watch Lesnar in his limited dates hopefully lose his fucking mind, just murder go on people. A, go on a tear out of craziness, and then he gets number two against Goldberg, WrestleMania match, and I'll take Goldberg, Lesnar three at WrestleMania versus Shane Lesnar. Brock. Yeah, that we, I hypothesize would be the case. I know it wasn't the fucking barn burner people thought it could be. It wasn't the Brock mauling people wanted it to be. Right. But I can see why they did it. Well, I didn't expect a barn burner. I didn't expect, you know, a 40-minute classic between the two. I, I I expected and was hoping for the Brock just leveling and destroying this 50-year-old man who hasn't had a wrestling match in 12 years. Um, but that's that's not what we got. And I, I you know what? I guess in terms of, like you said, juice for the squeeze... I guess there's more money in that match happening at WrestleMania. And, you know, everybody questioned why is this match happening at Survivor Series and not, why are they not saving it for WrestleMania? Well, it was to sell video games because that's what the whole feud was based oh, around. Oh, totally, Was totally. selling 2K17. But now, if, you know, he, sure, Goldberg entered himself into the Royal Rumble. Um, if I had a, you know, guess as to what would happen, I would say Brock costs Goldberg the Royal Rumble, either from being inside the match or being out the match. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I, and I think that's what would set up the third match. Because at this point, Goldberg is 2-0 against him. He has no reason for a third match. So if Brock comes back, you know, Goldberg's like, no, fuck you. I beat you twice. I'm only going to do it again. You see that last match? It was a minute, 20 seconds. Eat a dick. Eat a dick sword. I think that, yeah, I think that at this point he is 2-0 against Brock. But in modern WWE history, he's 1-0 against Brock because they think our memory is a month long. I'm going to say less than 10% of their fan base. Why did they reshow it like 20 times during the hype-up videos for the feuds? That those two went at it. But it was not a match. I mean, even their first one wasn't a match. And the first one had that Stone Cold involvement, which fucked it. That first one, go back yeah. and watch that. And that yeah. thing was that thing was even more of a spectacle than what happened at Survivor Series. The 2004 match between Goldberg and Brock was even more of a what the fuck did I just watch than this thing. Because Lesnar was hated because he was leaving. Goldberg was hated because he was leaving. Stone Cold was sent in there to be the emissary of the company that was going to fuck them both. And it was worthless. I think this, they're going to be able to stretch out into a couple of things. I think we're going to get a good second match out of this. And I agree with you. I think Rumble will be where Goldberg gets fucked by Lesnar. And he loses his shot at the main event, and they set up some sort of special match. And then you'll see that, and that is where I believe Lesnar goes over. That is where I think Lesnar gets his comeuppance. And a loss like that doesn't hurt Lesnar. I think a loss that was such a quick loss, it was such a freak knockout loss, is a... Like, I I watch a lot of UFC. And there's a lot of guys that have a lucky punch that you're like, what the fuck was that? He got knocked out in 45 seconds. But instead of a war of attrition, I would have been like, are you shitting me? 
rolling my eyes more had they had a 25-minute match and Goldberg was able to pull it off at the end of that. I think Goldberg is a guy that, yes, he's 50. Yes, he hasn't wrestled in 14 years. So if he's going to win, he's got to win fucking quick. Because if yeah. he lasts longer than three or four minutes, Lesnar absolutely is going to maul him. So they get it out the way quick. What the fuck just happened? And then they go ahead and they do that at Mania. And right. I think that is where you will get it because I don't think a loss like this hurts him. Where losses hurt these days with wrestling is not in the individual loss. It is not in the freak show loss. It is in the sustained, constant, nonstop Wyatt-style loss. The yeah. Wyatt loss is the loss that has me like, are you fucking with me loss? This, to me, it didn't diminish Brock at all. Just to me, it didn't diminish Brock. It made Goldberg a player, and they're going to get something else out of it. And then now, now, if he wins at Mania, hypothetically, should they do that, that's what I'm going to be like, what the shit are you thinking? Right. Goldberg ain't going to be around. That's when I will start to shake my head. And that's, you know, my initial reaction on Sunday, a lot of that was based on that thought that Goldberg wasn't going to be around. At that time, I thought this was just a one and done. And I thought Goldberg coming in there on his one match and just leveling Brock at that, uh, you know, um, ferocity, I guess ferocity is the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That that's what pissed me off. And, you know, once, you know, the next day or two when or next day when he, you know, the the dirt sheets were rumbling. Oh, he's he's going to be at the Rumble and he's going to be at WrestleMania. It, it kind of quelled my anger a little what bit. What about that? It was actually Lesnar's idea. Uh, that doesn't shock me because Brock is all about the money. And Brock is, you know, smart enough to realize that there's money in a third match between the two of those guys. So, uh, it, and and Brock doesn't care about the character that they've built up for him. Not one no, bit. He doesn't He give cares a fuck. about Put that dump truck of money that Vince. Million dollars. Right. Exactly. I, I, is that what, I'm curious to see what his paycheck was for Sunday. For oh, just taking two spears and a jackhammer. Fucking massive. How I mean, many millions? How many millions to take two spears, which is like got to be one of the easier things to take, unless, of right. course, there's Shane McMahon, and we'll talk about that in a second. Oh. Or if you in a jackhammer, you know, right. where it's a nice flat back bump. Yeah. Um, I think you get a third match. I think Lesnar isn't diminished. He's more shocked than diminished. Yeah. Wyatt, for example, has been diminished. Kane has been diminished. Big Show has been diminished. Lesnar is in a moment of what the fuck just happened. Even yeah. after <clears throat> Cena lost to Lesnar at SummerSlam and that murderous fucking suplex spree, yeah, that wasn't that. a diminishment. That was a what the shit that I just watched. Holy fuck. I think this is in a weird way one of those where you're like, Okay, what the fuck did just happen? I want to see where this goes. And yeah. I, I now now again, I think I think we should wait until after the next WrestleMania to see what this package tastes like as a whole. Because right Whoa. now, I'm going to go ahead and taste their whole. And I'm going to say, you know what? That's some freshly washed whole. It's a good. Hole. I like the zinky flavor. I like that <laughs> penny tea. Shout mm. out to Jen on Ten. Haven't talked to you in forever. I hope that Tennessean, which is I believe which they refer to people from Tennessee as, is fresh and clean and is between two milk chocolate cheeks. Return to Maryland one day so I can find you and stare at you in the butt. 
I, you know what? You mentioned Tennessee, and just to sidetrack from wrestling, at this new job I'm doing, I, I basically help people apply for disability benefits. So um, we get a lot of people in Tennessee. Motherfuckers are and, injured in Tennessee, aren't and they? North, and North Carolina and Virginia. But Tennessee, we get a lot of stuff in Tennessee. And, you know, just my morbid curiosity, when we get when I get a name, say, hey, call this person, screen them if, you're, if they're eligible for disability. So I look up, like, the name of their city. Um, like, uh, oh, God, what was this? It was like, I don't know. Like Blarsburg. Lumber Bridge, North Carolina. Lumber Bridge, Jesus Lumber Christ. Bridge, North Carolina. So I, so I Google I Googled the city, or I just, just Google it just to see what shows up. And then I start going down the real estate rabbit hole. Oof. And you know what? It just what it does is it proves location, location, location. A house that would cost you a million dollars in Maryland is maybe four hundred grand down in Lumberbridge, North Carolina. But then you have to deal with Lumberbridge, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, where they call Shoney's the mall. Hey, like man. Lumberbridge Shoney's, sucks. that breakfast buffet, you can't fuck with that. By the way, how insane is it? Are you familiar with what Scott Steiner does these days? He doesn't teach math, does he? No. He owns a chain of Shoney's. Stop it. I'm not fucking with you. Look it up. Scott Steiner owns one or two Shoney's restaurants. Can you imagine if that is your fucking general manager? That roided up fucking fever dream walks into the kitchen because you fucked up a chicken fried steak. And the next thing you know, he is holding your head in a goddamn fry basket and burying it in boiling oil. That's got to suck to work for Scott Steiner. It's probably better than working for Rick Steiner because Rick Steiner would just eat you out of every piece of product you had in there. Why do I know what Rick Steiner is up to these days? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what my fucking um, stepdaughter's middle name is. It's probably curious. because of a lack of caring. Rick. <laughs> what, what is Rick Steiner doing? He's a successful real estate agent. It all comes together. It he is a real together. estate agent. And he's In Lumberbridge, well North Carolina? And Lunch Meat, South Dakota. <laughs> he is a successful real estate agent. Um, talk to me about the rest of, and we'll just hit some generalities. Yeah, sure. What did you think of Survivor Series overall? Um, On a scale of one to ten, what do you give it? I think it was, it, it, you know, for for the spectacle and the matches for what it was, and again, it's Survivor Series, so storylines don't really matter because every storyline that you have going on gets put on hold for about a month for the lead up and and come down from Survivor Series. So now, you know. We're starting to get back in the in the rhythm of what is actually going on. But all that aside, and the spectacle and the matches and the eliminations and stuff like that, I I, I enjoyed the show. I, I did. Think I, I give it the, a solid seven and a half out of ten. The men's match, uh, albeit really long, but I don't. It didn't seem too long. But just looking at my clock, I was like, holy shit, this match has been almost almost an hour. Dude, it was like a fucking hour. And it yeah. was a good match. Luckily, there was a lot of stuff going. You know what it reminded me right. of? And this is a compliment. It reminded me of um, Aztec Warfare. As yeah. far as a lot of stuff was going on, one-on-one, or right. the involvement of a third. But Bringing it wasn't, all these storylines together. 
the pointlessness of the middle portion of a Royal Rumble, where right. when there's 15 people around and it's just a lot of stalls, a lot of holds, right. a lot of shitty strikes. A lot of sitting I under the turnbuckle for 45 minutes, CM Punk. Yes, it was a lot of... it. Was, I, I genuinely enjoyed uh, Survivor Series. I'll tell you what I didn't like about Survivor Series was uh, I was not the women's match had some fucking weird timing to it. It was bit. very strange. Uh, Charlotte and Bailey being the winners of it, I, I thought were were good, but it was the the pace of it was just off to me. It felt it. it I don't know why to me, and maybe this is me outside looking. And it felt very very scripted, like they were trying to hit these certain points in the match. Like, okay, it's time for us to now do this part. Right. It's time for us to do this. It's time for uh, Natalia to be uh, eliminated. It's time for Alicia Fox to be uh, eliminated. It's time right. for Alexa Bliss to. Be. It felt very uh, like the, where the men's match was like, oh, I fucking can't believe that that guy just got eliminated or that guy survived. Yeah. The, the women's match to me was not great. And uh, Sasha's elimination was kind of shocking. Holy shit. I'm telling you. Why do you think she was eliminated like that? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to prognosticate on that. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe just to shock everybody, you know, because she's been one of the more popular people, uh, women on Raw. So I guess, you know, the same way the New Day being eliminated first in the Raw tag team or in the tag team match for Raw, that was a shock. Um, you and know. by the roll up of death, too. I yeah. mean, the only the, Carmella, Alicia Fox, and Naomi were rolled up. I thought it was going to come down to uh, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha, and okay. uh, they're on the I same side. I still think are they on the same side? Charlotte, yeah. Bailey, Sasha. Oh, were they? Okay, yeah, probably. Talking about Becky. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, Becky. Yes, I think I. Th- I still think she's injured, man. I still think they're not g- giving up the goose as far as her health Sasha? is concerned. Yeah, I mean they roll her out that quick. I mean, aside from the Survivor Series match, I don't really remember seeing her wrestle much. And I could be wrong. I probably no, am they wrong. haven't. Not since that Hell in the Cell so match. I don't think they have. I don't think they've had her wrestle Maybe very a much. quick match on Raw, but I don't know if she took too much of the, uh, you know, of the punishment. I don't know. And the, the, the Bailey, it, it's still pissing me off that Bailey, like, was jumping, beating people down. Because it's Super just so. Strange. Yeah, it just so didn't work for her character. I think, you know what? Out of that whole division, I'm Team Charlotte 100%, man. She's Charlotte really seems good. to be one of the most... I'm telling you, Charlotte and Alexa Bliss yeah. are some of the most complete wrestlers. And I am very worried right now about Ma- uh, Bailey's current main roster call-up. And I'm not ready to go ahead and call her an Ascension. I'm not ready to call her uh, an Apollo Cruz. But they are, and we said this when she was still on NXT, they're sitting on a female Cena there. And mm-hmm. If they sell her right and they turn her into the character that she was, where she was this bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, oh my goodness, I can't believe I'm here, which I right. thought they were going to reset her to because she was, oh my God, I can't believe I'm a wrestler, to where she matures a little bit, I'm sick of being bullied by Sasha, then right. she becomes a champion and matures, and then she gets called up to the main roster. I thought she was going to kind of do a reset back to the Oh my god, I can't believe I'm at the big leagues and now she's just fucking there. You want to know what happened to that? What happened? Ellsworth stole that gimmick. Dude. Okay. 
I am beyond happy that a man that never thought himself would get to be in the position that he was in, 2016's Zach Gowan Mm -hmm. in James Ellsworth. No one will ever truly believe that James Ellsworth is a formidable foe without Dean Ambrose by his side. I mean, he's one of the reasons that fucking Strowman wasn't in it. The biggest fucking right. guy in that Survivor Series match was counted out because Ellsworth's holding on to his ankle. Which was but, fine, and it was funny, and it was a good way to, to get him out of the match. What's the long-term plan with an Ellsworth? I don't know. He got a contract. He's got a contract. He's, he's, a, he's, he's got a page on WWE.com. He's a, he's a full-time WWE I performer. own his shirt. I'm so fucking torn about this guy. I'm not kidding. It's a, I'm such a man of uh, uh, you know a tale of two cities with this guy. On one hand, a guy that works so hard, and we interviewed him on the air, and he's such a good guy, and you're so happy that he is finding success. But you know what? I wanted to fight MMA, and I was fucking terrible at it. <laughs> and I don't belong in the UFC. I have no reason to beat Anderson Silva. I have no reason to fight for a fucking title. It would be... It's so weird. Right. I don't know... It's pro wrestling, though. It is pro wrestling. And I can suspend disbelief to a second, a la Goldberg and Lesnar. Right. But Ellsworth is 3-0 and against, against Styles. AJ Styles, yeah. Now, that's a fucking testament to the good-hearted, golden-natured soul of an AJ Styles. To be able to selflessly go 0-3. Oh, he's getting fucking paid. He's getting against paid. Ellsworth. Yeah, he's getting paid, and he's still got the strap, and he's going to be fine. What there needs to be at some point is another version of what happened to him initially which is a mauling. Yeah. There needs to be a mauling of Ellsworth to where it's like, oh my God, I can't believe he beat this guy. Oh, look at this guy. He's holding on to Strowman's leg. And then there needs to be a, someone needs to get down there and help him. He's going to die. Right. Maybe it and happens at TLC, which is only a week away or two maybe. weeks away. It's going to be who, who's it's, it's going to be. Um, um, it's Ambrose AJ. and Styles in a TLC match. I need you know what I need to happen. So he I can get involved. AJ to win. Ellsworth to attempt to get involved. Right. He his intentions don't come to pass, which is and AJ my, snaps and just breaks him in half and starts to fucking put him through every goddamn table he can hit him with every chair he can he needs to be he needs to violently uh create a spectacle of right. angle versus shane style someone please stop this elsewhere is going to die yes hurt him you know if theatrically yes murder we, don't, we don't wish ill on the guy at he's all. a fucking human prop he is. He's a prop. He's a costume. He's an accompaniment. He's a side yeah. dish. He's a fucking garnish to whatever he's involved in. And get he's the your parsley money. around the rim of the plate. He is. He's that parsley that flick off my fucking steak. It looks pretty, and I'm glad it's there. But I'm not eating it. And it's not like he's great on the fucking mic either. I mean, we interviewed the guy on the air, and Joe Robinson, you want to pull back the curtain here? Joe Robinson was in the morning that Ellsworth comes on with us. Uh-huh. I am excited to talk to Ellsworth. I can't wait for him to come up. Ellsworth sucks an orchard of fucking dicks on the air. 
He's terrible. <laughs> I love James Ellsworth, but he is like one word answers and he's just oh, he's giving a very oh shucks, oh shucks. 110% and I'm very excited and I just can't believe this and this is wonderful and I'm like I'm selling everybody prior to his arrival and how fucking right. beautiful of a Cinderella story he is right. and then he leaves and Robinson looks at me and goes what the fuck was that <laughs> does do you get into the Chesapeake Bay every January for him because something oh. is fucking wrong with him and I'm like, well, he's not great on the mic, and he's small, and he's and, hideous. There's and, literally no fucking upside to Ellsworth, right. which is his gimmick. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's this morbid curiosity of this weird, chinless-looking dude, which, by the way, I, we get it. He doesn't have much of a chin, but that Bullet Club segment backstage with him or the oh. Gallows and Anderson was so cringeworthy. God, it was fucking terrible. God, that was so awkward. I, I've said it before. Bad comedy in wrestling is the worst comedy ever. And that yeah. was some examples of that. Right. Now, in in Survivor Series, also another head-scratcher before we get to the good stuff. Kendrick and Kalisto. Uh, yeah. I am, I am really hoping that they start to do something with 205 Live and another Cruiserweight Classic because I love the Cruiserweight Classic. I finally did get caught up on a lot oh, of did. older matches I did. I watched Gargano versus Ciampa. Oh, that uh, I watched so a lot of Grand Metalik matches. I watched uh-huh. a lot of Gulak matches. I, I, I got caught up, not on everything, but on a lot. And a right. lot of it was some great action. But you need some storytelling right. with that beyond the Cruiserweight Classic or 205 Live. And right now, the Cruiserweight division is what... WCW had with the Luchadors in the late 90s, which is mm-hmm. great action. Don't give a fuck about the characters at all. Because right. until um, Callisto hit that, what is, what is it called? The Spanish the fly. Spanish fly. Yeah. Until the, he from hit the that. To the floor. They didn't give a shit about that nope. match. I mean, crowds don't give a fuck about the cruiserweights. There's and that's no story. To their, yes, and that's to their credit for those guys, you know, putting their bodies on the line, doing moves like that, you know, to try to get a crowd response. And they did. And I was I, I was shocked that they throw it away to continue a Kalisto Baron Corbin feud. Yeah, which was, was weird. Now, when I, I see what they're get that. you didn't watch TNA when Kevin Nash I, I already know the answer to this. When Kevin Nash was involving himself in the X Division. Oh God. Jesus Christ. It was uh, not it was not great. Kevin Nash involved himself in the X Division. So you got Big Daddy Cool with uh, a bunch of cruiserweights in there. Yeah. And it was a what the fuck is happening? There's a bunch of guys that are five foot nothing, a hundred nothing, doing the flip to daisies, and here's a guy who once fucking threw Rey Mysterio through a production trailer like a goddamn <laughs> lawn dart. Yep. I think they're kind of reheating that a little bit. With uh, Baron Corbin and, okay. and, and the Cruiserweights. Though. Something, I don't know. But I would really love for them to start to do something with the Cruiserweights. To where, you know what? Have a Kalisto or a Brian Kendrick or a TJ Perkins take on a Jericho. Or an Owens. Or a Sheamus. Or a Cesaro. Don't make them feel like... Have their own division championship. But fold them into the main roster also. Because I, to me, I feel like they're too much of an island right now. They have their own title. 
yeah. but fold them into the main roster somehow. I don't know. I kind I kind of like them on their own, but the time that they give them some time in the ring, not probably the amount they should for what they do. Yeah. Um, the the problem is, you know. Rich Swan, he's a dancing happy black guy. Cedric Alexander, he's a happy flippy black guy. Um, TJ Perkins likes video games. Are you at all uncomfortable with how much, much they it. have the black guys dance in the cruiserweight division? Well, not only that, they already got No Way Jose doing it on NXT, and um, I feel like there's another dancing black guy. That, I don't know. I, I really feel like, and maybe this is me just being a little too PC for my own good. I. Man, I just don't know why they have our our, our our brethren of color dancing so much in in, uh, in the in division. Man, I was gonna <laughs> say, is it is this a little Vince McMahon here? And I don't know if I'm being sensitive. I don't know if I'm being one of those people that were calling for fucking Joey Styles head type of people, which no, I'm not. No, Get off your goddamn no. high horse about that, Joey Seriously. Styles. You're if you throw Joey Styles on the burn pile, you're a cocksucker. But there's too much. There's too much black guy dancing in the 205 division. There needs to be more with those characters and those wrestlers that I know they're capable of. I really hope it isn't some stuffy old agent backstage that's being like, well, you look sassy. Go out there and cut a rug. That's all we got for you. That would stink if that's the case. Yeah, and I'm I'm not sure that that is the case. There's more to Rich Swan than that. Yeah, Rich Swan is great, and he he won the he's the number one contender right now, right? Or did Cedric Alexander win? I'm that not really sure. bad that I don't remember who won. But no, it's that's the black you know what guys. that is. It's a testament that's, to our conversation that we don't right. know who is a contender. We don't know who is at the top of the heap. I, I would hope to. I think it was Cedric Alexander. Now that I'm thinking I, about I the match. There was a triple threat match on Raw on on the two hundred five the cruiserweights until post WrestleMania. Now, right? Well, it starts this ask, Tuesday. Yes, it does. 205 Live. Let me ask you, because here we are on November 26th, and we're recording this. When uh, mm-hmm. did they do the split? Um, Was it July? I feel like July, yeah. Second week in July, maybe? I believe July. So July, August, September, October, four November. Months, four and a half months. It's actually close to, close to five, five and a half, if you think about it. Well, no, it was, if it was the second week in, in, in July, July, it's so the then third August, week in September, November. October, November, four and a half, four and a half, getting four, close yeah. to five. Math. Here we are five months in. Yeah, I am definitely not good at math. Five months in. And we said we were reserved judgment. I did want to talk to you about this on this podcast that okay. five months in, how do you feel that they have done with the split? I feel like you have to take a month off of that because of Survivor Series. Because any storylines that they had going on just got put on hold for a Survivor Series. Or at least three yeah. weeks of it. Maybe not a full month. Yeah. Um, so that that's going to count against it. Um, I, I'll say that Raw is still mostly a chore to get through. Um, but I still enjoy SmackDown more. I think SmackDown does a better job at establishing characters, mixing it with good action, um, with some fresh matchups in there too. Not the not Gallows and Anderson versus New Day for the five hundredth time. Which New Day we can talk about them later on because that is getting crispy. Um, but I, I I think I think it's headed in the right direction. You know the 
the two pay-per-views a month is a lot to keep up with. Um, there's a ton of wrestling out there, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's okay. Right now, if I had to grade it, uh, B minus, maybe B B minus. Yeah, I'd say split. I agree with you. I think I think a B minus, C plus, maybe a solid B at certain points. I think five months into it, I would almost want to give it one year to fully have let it cured. Yeah, was at this, least through WrestleMania. Was this a good idea? Was it not? Are they doing it well? Because we didn't want to judge his first couple of episodes where Raw came out on fucking fire and SmackDown right. did not. I mean, remember that first right. episode of SmackDown Live? Not great. First episode of right. Raw, amazing. Gangbusters, and here we are, yeah. four and a half, five months into it, and SmackDown, the superior of the two shows. I think you, you had the perfect adjective for Raw. It is a chore on most days to get to, which is one of the benefits about SmackDown being Except two Except when Chris Jericho and or Kevin Owens are on the screen. Yes, which is not anywhere near enough. Um, and then when Kevin Owens, uh, excuse me, when uh, New Day and and Gallows and Anderson are out there, you're like wanting to fast forward it, which I shouldn't want to do. I know. Um, it, it has been a good thing. I'm glad they have done it. I... Feel like had they waited on Survivor Series, if they had held off on Survivor Series this year and done Survivor Series 2017 with some titles at stake, with yeah, some stakes. some some stakes, with I mushrooms and with, onions with, sauteed, with, yes, with some potatoes au gratin. You know what? With, Melt some goat cheese on top of the steak, and I'd love you for it. I would rather have my fucking father come in my hair than eat goat cheese. <laughs> I swear to God. I would rather suck the oil out of the engine of a long forgotten car than eat goat cheese. I think there oh, would have been so more much. to it uh, because the, the the split didn't happen. It happened less than a half a year ago that I, I still don't feel like these rosters were completely split. We saw a lot of these people facing each other within the same year. So it didn't right. quite have that same sting. I, yes. I I'll make a prediction that Survivor Series 2017 will be far heavier, far weightier, far more you drastic hope. than 2016 because the roster will rosters will have since been long split. And I heard an interesting theory, uh, and I can't remember. And, and pardon me if you're a listener who floated this out there about Survivor Series 2017. Okay. You have never been recently the biggest fan of The Undertaker. The Undertaker comes out, says, you are going to fucking win at Survivor Series or you're going to deal with my ass. It's not so much I'm not a fan or I don't have respect. I'm just just tired of the same shtick. Well, we got fresh shtick with Taker being like, Mania will not define me. I'm now back. And all reports... Alleged, well, it waits. It remains to be seen because Survivor Series just happened. That Taker is going to start a semi-regular schedule again, and someone floated out the idea, which I think is interesting, that Mania will no longer define Taker. I believe we're about to see Taker have his final run. Well, that was his words. That's what he said on SmackDown 900, and that Taker will retire. At Survivor Series 2017, where he debuted, it will end where it began, hence the wait. And I would love that. 
I think that yeah. would be great. I think I'm, he has. I'm fine with that. I think it, it, a it changes the I show up once a year. It changes the what's the big deal? He's been defeated. It mm-hmm. it would it would get you one last real deep squeeze of that toothpaste tube that is the Undertaker. Yeah, and it, 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 there's the poetic nature of him retiring where he began, not at Mania, but at Survivor Series. I would like that. Well, let me throw this scenario out at you. AJ Styles, current uh, world champion on SmackDown. How would you feel about... Sure, WrestleMania may not define The Undertaker. That doesn't mean he can't still take part in WrestleMania. AJ Styles, Undertaker, WrestleMania 34, I guess it will be this year, for the title. One last run for the dead man. Losing it at Survivor Series, going out on his back. That would be fucking intense. I, I don't hate that at all. I don't fucking hate that at all. I, oh, my God. I would love that. I would love that. They would need to do that well. Because there's they a lack of credible him. threats for AJ Styles on SmackDown. Right there now. is, and he's coming across as a... He said SmackDown has been his home. SmackDown is yeah. where he, he reigns supreme. Who's going to do it? Dean, I don't truly believe. Ziggler is, I think, going to contend with Miz. Uh, I don't know who that threat is. Cena is going to be doing what Cena does. I don't know. I mean, Cena right. will have a WrestleMania involvement. I love it. I think it's a fucking great idea. I think it gets to show a different side of AJ. AJ's yeah. done the gang mentality with a club. He's done the comedy mentality with uh, Ellsworth. Ellsworth stuff. Yeah, he's done the, the craziness with Ambrose. And then he does the pure fear, intimidation, legendary presence of an Undertaker. I can't think of a better booking than that. Then Taker, AJ, he loses. He wins the title, loses it at Survivor Series to someone who knows who's achieved prominence by then. I don't want to yeah. say now. It's a year um, out. A year out. I think that would be fucking awesome. I think that yeah. would be so cool. One last one. He retires. They induct him at 35. Call it a day. I think that yeah. would be great. I, I can't think of a better suggestion than that. No, I think that will work pretty well, which means it probably won't happen. We'll get Cena versus Taker at uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, what that's what will happen. Year. It'll be Ellsworth Taker. It'll be Ellsworth Taker <laughs> at a fucking <laughs> ham sandwich on a pole match, which is refereed by Judy Bagwell. And it's not even going to be in a ring. It's going to be in a fucking ball pit. And Vince McMahon oh, will be cage side jacking off next to Linda McMahon, who will be rubbing her old dusty gray bean during the entire match. <laughs> Oh, dusty. Hashtag dusty gray bean. Hashtag dusty gray bean. One more thing before we get to your story about um, about Rough House 1.0. Um, Bray Wyatt, he came out on top of the men's match, albeit with some help from Randy Orton. Yeah. And, um, and uh, Luke Harper came down as well. And that's a couple of the finer moments in that men's match. Um, the, the mini shield reunion putting, uh, who do they put through the table? Styles, right? Yes. Because Ambrose came back because him and, you know, Styles are beefing. Mini Shield reunion, power, triple power bomb through the table. That was fun. Um, like, at and, one like, point. At this point, Seth Rollins, he's definitely a face now. Seth oh, yeah. Rollins is a face. Yeah. Okay. He's t- still fully not clicking 100%. Like, the crowd still kind of wants to hate him, I feel. But, they're, you know, he's he's winning him over. I feel like, given another couple months, he'll really embrace it and, and be full white hot baby face. Um, wait, did you say heel? 
No face. I, I okay. truly believe. Right. I, I think. I feel like they were trying to sell. <laughs> um, uh, who was getting attacked? I, it was Rollins. It was Rollins and Reigns saw that Ambrose was getting fucked with. If memory serves me correctly, I thought Ambrose and Rollins. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Reigns and Rollins connected and saw that Ambrose was getting fucked with and went out there and did their shit. Yes. Yes. Okay. And yes, that was that a moment where. Where all for himself. That was right before the triple powerbomb. Gotcha. Right. Yes, exactly. Okay, continue. Um, uh, another fine moment in the match. We talked about the the, the Strowman stuff. Um, and then he he, he he almost murdered Ellsworth, threw him through a table at the top of the of the, of the ramp. But the the Shane McMahon element. You know, last time we saw Shane in a match was at WrestleMania when he took that hellacious dive off the cell. And then he goes, he had, what did he do? He did an elbow drop onto Strowman, right? That's what put Strowman um, to almost the count out. And then Ellsworth held his uh, feet under the ring, right? Yes, you're correct. Yes. So the elbow drop, which he almost overshot, but it, you know, a lot better than like the Shawn Michaels moonsault onto the table that he almost broke his ribs on. Um, So that was awesome. And then Shane McMahon, that, that spear trying to go coast to coast and then Roman catches him with the tip of his shoulder into his gut with that spear. That looked so damn nasty. Did you hear <clears throat> Jericho tell Strowman that he's the captain now? No. Jericho told Strowman. God bless you. And he used that. What was what was the movie? Captain Phillips with Tom Hanks or whatever. Or, I'm the captain now. He fucking did that yeah. in the match. And I almost <laughs> did a jump kick through my TV and fucking laughed my ass off at that. I'm telling you, you and I have relentlessly fucked with Jericho from 2014. Jericho is doing the greatest work he's ever done since his WCW Lionheart days with the list. So goddamn good. Okay, continue. The list and the trolling on Monday. But yeah, that that spear on Reigns. And did you see the little video of, uh, of Randy Orton? After that yeah, where he hit. went to tell Shane, hey, he went to tell Shane's son. Shane's kids, yeah. Yeah, Shane's okay. son, hey, like, hey, listen, I'm uh, I'm Randy Orton. You probably recognize me. I used to be a part of um, Evolution. Hey, I'm not listen, sure if you heard my name. It's Randall. Um, um, my name is Randall Orenthal Orton. I'm your dad now. He's dead. So tell your mom that tonight, uh, A, you have a new dad. B, she had better like anal. Because after this match, uh, much like your father, someone's getting fucked in the butt. Yeah. So I thought it was very sweet of him to come over there and and say that to his his son to let him know that he has a new dad now. That was really nice. So the the point I was getting at was that Bray Wyatt came up on top for the SmackDown team. AJ Styles was pinned. He's the champion. He he was out. So Bray, it was down to Orton and Wyatt, and they were the sole survivor sole survivors. That makes no sense. Survivor it can only be one soul. They can only be one. They were the survivors of Survivor Series at Survivor Series. So then on SmackDown this Tuesday, they start a new um number one contender turmoil tournament for um for the tag team championships for Rhino and Heath Slater. So they start the the tag team turmoil match, which is two teams start and then one team loses, another team comes down, you just continue until you reach two the end. men enter, one man finishes on my chest. <laughs> That's a different kind of, <laughs> of of turmoil. 
Anyway, um, so American Alpha wins, thinking they're going to be number one contenders for the tag team tournaments. But no, uh, Bray Wyatt shows up on the Titantron with or- flanked by Orton and Harper, yeah. saying that they have to get through them to become number one contenders. Titles. Do you think that Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton could win the tag team titles? You know what's interesting is that I to continue with this train of thought is that I was. In earlier in Survivor Series, my fucking head was blown that Jordan and Gable lost so lost. quickly yeah. to the Good Brothers. I was like, I thought those guys were definitely going to be in it at least until the end. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's a slow build with them, but for Orton and Bray, yes. But where does that leave Harper, or is it a Freebird situation? where any two of the Wyatt family can defend it. Uh, maybe even Rowan comes back and any four of them defend it. Right. Whatever it takes to get Wyatt back on track, I'll take it. I, I would still love some sort of exposition. I would still love some sort of storyline development as to what's going on in Orton's head, what yeah. is going on in Bray's head. Not some long, rambly fucking monologue. I mean, genuinely... Why did you accept Orton? Why did Orton join up? Something. Mm-hmm. But yes. I mean, would this be would this be Bray's first, first title? title? I mean, Harper um, has been Harper was an IC international champ. IC champion. Orton has been a champion many times over. I don't yeah, think Rowan's time. ever held anything. Strowman's um, never held anything. No, I feel like Harper and Rowan were tag champs at one point. Were they? I don't. I, I, I don't, don't. I don't know. If you put a gun to my head, I said they weren't. I don't know if they uh, were. I feel I'm like at Bray the, Wyatt championships right but now. But I don't think Bray Wyatt has ever won anything. No, I don't. I don't think he did. Um, FC. No, he is not. Please. He was. He was FCW tag champ with uh, with Bo. Maybe. Okay, I see that. But oh, his uh, brother. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Who's fucking disappeared off the face of the goddamn earth again. Yeah, well. Yeah, he has never never won a title in WWE proper. I'd love it. I'd love it. And you know what I'm glad that they have not done yet? They have not pulled a Daniel Bryan, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt family. I joined up. Ha ha. Fuck you. Uh, Pulled a fast one. I'm not really with you guys. Fuck you. I'm out. And I leave. It it was the NXT Tag Team Champions, Harper and Rowan were. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, uh, I would love to see that. Anything that can get some gold on Bray, get some some forward momentum for Bray. Yeah, I don't think Orton needs it. Orton, I don't. I'm not going to say is in the twilight of his career, but if you were to tell me that Orton's deciding to call it a day in a year or two, I'd believe you. You know, a new child and everything on the way. Yeah, uh, Bray needs the he needs the help. Any type of gold around his waist will yes. help. And, uh, I just hope and AJ Styles needs credible. AJ Styles needs credible opponents. Yes, he. Oh my God, does he ever? God does so, he ever? Yes. Outside of Taker on SmackDown, which I'm telling you, I think you have the best suggestion for being that Miz was not elevated because he won the IC title. Uh, right. Ziggler no longer has the IC title. I, I I think Taker is it, and I would love to one day see Bray be it. But I will take a layover with the tag team titles. Yeah, and I and I don't think their tag team division is hurting by any means, 
because, you know, they have American Alpha, they have the Usos, they have uh, Rhino and Slater, which, you know, they're a novelty comedy act. And I don't know if that ship has sailed all the way on them or not. But, you know, right now they're still getting a decent reaction. The Vault Villains are there. You also have the Ascension and you have Brizongo. Who coming out as fashion police now? I I'm sorry. I love it. I, I love I, that shit. I I can't dislike anything Fandango does. I've been on that boat since day one. OG538 know that. So even seeing Fandango on a pay per view, even though they were murked pretty quickly, it still brought joy to me. The year was 2011, <laughs> January. I was living in Los Angeles. And at the time, it was cool to do two things. One, sing the praises of Louis C.K. Because apparently (laughs) by doing so, made you a comedy aficionado and philosopher. And the second thing, B, was to start a podcast. You were actually ahead of the curve on the podcast train, buddy. Uh, Now, maybe nationwide, yes. Maybe here, yeah. Here, yes. Out west, Fucking homeless people had podcasts (laughs) struggling to eat with stinky stew. You know, it was a thing. Everyone had a podcast. Myself and a fantastic comedian by the name of Andy Peters started the Rough House podcast. The joke of it was, is we were going to do a podcast that half covered professional wrestling as it is. Uh WWE, TNA, Mm -hmm. Independence, and we're going to discuss our mutual love of SGW, the Southern Gentleman of Wrestling. Right. Now, I had a bunch of equipment over at my house that the station graciously lended me for me Mm -hmm. to be able to do my radio show from home, which, by the way, a lot of people don't know, Kristoff was my producer at home right. back east that allowed me to do the show that I did out west so I can do a radio show for a few hours and then go do comedy or auditions for a few hours. Mm-hmm. So Kristoff was one of the people that propped me up out west. I'm not sure if I ever thanked you for that, but you truly were one of the reasons I was able to live and survive out west the way that I was. Love you, buddy. So I love you. I had all this equipment, and I was like, why not do a podcast with it? So I began to meet people around the scene. I met a guy named Andy Peters who told a great pro wrestling joke about Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Jake the Snake and why if Jake was allowed to bring a snake to the ring, why wasn't Hacksaw allowed to bring a saw to the ring and just cut people's (laughs) arms off? And I was like, that is a great joke. We start talking. We say, hey. Let's do a uh, let's do a podcast. You like wrestling, I like wrestling. Everyone has a podcast. We're both funny. Let's do a show. So we create in 2011 the Rough House podcast. It's been five years. It's been a long time. So Andy and I start to do the Rough House podcast, and occasionally when Andy can't do it or I can't do it, Kristoff is our fill in because of someone's absence. Now. Eventually, about six or seven months into it, I get called back to do an afternoon drive show on 98 Rock. And I am filled with an internal turmoil. Do I or don't I? 
do I abandon this comedy oh. thing, this comedy yeah. dream for a radio dream? I had both. You don't have to be yeah. resigned to one love, one dream, whatever. And I decide to make my way back east to take the offer accepted to do afternoon drive in Baltimore on 98 Rock. And I don't want the Rough House to die. So I discussed with Andy. I said, Andy, I'm going to continue to do the Rough House. Uh, and we determined that, you know what? I'm going to do it with Chris. We're going to be in front of one another. We're going to be able to do this. Because there was a little bit of a delay on the on the uh, gear that you had out in L.A., so it wasn't super smooth, you know, the no. crosstalk. It was not smooth. Kristoff, what he's referring to is called delay, where I would talk to Chris from California to Maryland, and there'd be a second or two of delay as it made its way through whatever electronic channels to get back to Chris. Right. And what happened was was that uh, eventually we came back and we realized, you know, this sounds good in studio. Let's do it. And, you know, Andy will play a character and Andy will be this guy who is the the former wink-wink usurped co-host of The Rough House. And mm-hmm. we'll have him on as Andy, wink-wink, breaking kayfabe here, will cross the country from the West Coast to the East Coast to track down his old host on his quest for vengeance to quest for grab vengeance, him yep. and to pull him back to California to continue the original Rough House 1.0 because his 2.0 shit, oh, it doesn't sit well with him and yada yada. The Diamond King. The Diamond King, which is right around the time of Aces and Eights in DNA, yeah. which is where he came up with that fucking terrible. Uh-huh. Well, at the time, I was on a serious tip. I was having a lot of trouble resigning myself to the fact that I gave up on the dream and the efforts that I made to live out West and to be a professional comedian, to be an actor, to be a spokesperson, to do commercials, whatever. I got into radio first before comedy. Radio was always the original dream. Comedy, acting, commercials came after that. And, and I can vouch for this because there were many late night conversations. Woo, Chris, you dealt with some shit. You actually came up on air this week when we had a conversation about fucking Kanye who lost his mind on stage oh, and had a breakdown. Yeah. Well, we, we talked about, we, we segued into another conversation, times you had a mental breakdown. And we talked to everybody on the air uh-huh. and I was like, oh, I called Chris on the side of the 405 in California. Uh-huh. It was like... Hey, Chris, I'm not sure if you're busy. Can you keep me from killing myself? Because I'm thinking about fucking smashing my head in a car door right now. Yeah, I remember that night. Yeah, because of comedy going poorly, the decision with radio, whatever. But when I moved back to Maryland for a few months, I was having a lot of trouble dealing with the decision to move back, get into radio, abandon full-time comedy and acting. What do I do? You and I were still best friends. Andy and I still talked. Now, one night, Andy calls me, as we regularly would talk about stuff and wrestling, whatever the way you and I will. Mm -hmm. And Andy and I are talking, and Andy says something to me to the effects of, how's it going? And I say, I am, uh, I'm doing the show, Uh, I've got some funny sound effects, I'm doing some characters, I'm doing some voice work, yada, yada. And he says to me... The answer is Bruce Willis. The answer is Bruce Willis. I had all these great new bits. bits. The answer is Bruce Willis. (laughs) Caller 21's nothing. Who wants to be hung up on? I have a lot of original radio bits. 
And I'm very I proud of them. And I'm very proud of the afternoon drive show that I did, which, by the way, Christoph was my producer. I and sent you a photo the other day from that era, too. God damn, I was so fucking fat. I was so fucking <laughs> fat in that picture. No beard, fat as fuck. Fat Justin. I'm having trouble reconciling in my own head, have I done the right thing by moving back? Did I bail too early? Is it the proper thing to have done to follow up and finish on my original dream of being a broadcast professional? Andy, one night... As we're talking about wrestling, and he's asking how everything's going, and I'm telling him about these characters and bits that I'm coming up with, he goes into this bit of a tangent where he's like, it's got to be so easy to do what you do now, being that it is the lowest common denominator of entertainment, mm. and it is so easy to do that, and it is entertaining the dregs of society, and... How much fun is it to get paid what you get paid to do such a shitty, easy, basic bitch job? Mm. And I get upset. Really helped that, me, didn't he? Now, now I'm, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm uh, being a bit theatric about it, but that's what I got from it, that how right. great is it to do what you do and I don't think he meant to say what he said, but what it boiled down to in my own head was how great is it for you to do what you do and get paid what you do, and it's such a fucking low-rent carny, can you throw the ring on the pole, can you throw the ping-pong ball and the fish bowl, just garbage entertainment medium that is FM radio. And I got insulted as fuck and i mean i got fucking hurt by that in that moment i was beyond angry that something that tore me apart inside he made such light of and besmirched to such an extent in my own head and maybe if I could read a transcript of that conversation or listen to audio of it, you know, obviously none of that exists. I would look back now and roll my eyes like, oh my God, what'd you get so butthurt about? But in that moment, I remember being like, are you, fuck you. How mm-hmm. fucking dare you speak so low of some medium, FM radio, broadcasting that I held in such high regard and loved so much. I grew up as a radio P1, Don and Mike, the grease man, George Norrie, G Gordon Liddy. I, uh, Howard Stern. I listened to all of it. I loved it. Kirk, Mark and Lopez, Mickey and Amelia. I loved all of it. I truly loved FM broadcasting. And he, in my mind, shit all over it. And, after I hung up with him, which wasn't long after, I might have come up with some excuse to get off the phone. I hung up in 2012 and never spoke to him again and did not return his texts. I did not return his calls. I did not return his emails to this day. I have not reached back out to Andy Peters because of that one conversation that we had because of him speaking briefly, most likely, ill of FM radio broadcasting and the people that do it and the entertainment value of to such a degree that it upset me. And I said, in my own head, how goddamn dare you? And mm-hmm. 
And I've done this with other people in my life, and there's too many stories to tell and conversations to be had. But I cut him off. And I have never spoken to him since then. And that's when the Rough House 2.0 with you, my best friend, Chris Like a Lot, became a permanent fixture in my life. And we've moved on since, and which is why he is our, uh, you know. He who should not be named. He's our right. What's his dick from Harry Potter? He's our um, Voldemort. He's that's the one. Um, I've never <laughs> spoken of him again. And uh, mm, taking a sip here. Yeah, that is what happened to the Rough House version 1.0 and the original co-host Andy Peters, who is a good person. He is a great comedian, and it he still comments on the page every now and then. And at the time, was a very good friend. And part of it knows that it is the pettiness of myself, and it is my emotional nature, and it is my like if someone was to ever speak ill about you, Chris, I would cut them off and besmirch them and leave them in the ash forever. If someone was to shit on Evan, my child, if someone was to take a shit on my child, (laughs) if a German (laughs) businessman was to poop on my child, it is the way when I hear someone speak of the morning show that I do, if they cut them off, let them go, I would forever get them gone. That sort of happened with Andy. It did happen with Andy. Not even sort of. It did happen with Andy. And I feel to this day both guilty and somewhat vindicated at the same time that I stood by my principles with how much I love the medium that I currently work in and pays for the room that I sit in in the house that's above me for standing up to it. Uh, I am not without fault in this, uh, this divide. I wish it didn't happen. He probably knows that I uh, feel this way, or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll break bread with him again. But uh, that's what happened to the Rough House version 1.0 that I got what science refers to as butthurt (laughs) by Andy speaking ill of my decision to be an FM radio broadcaster on a morning show. Versus the struggles to be a comedian out west. Now, can I tell you what just went through my head? What's that? So we're sitting here. Uh, you're sitting in your in your room drinking your Glenlivet Twelve. I'm sitting in my my dining room here, and you're telling this story. And from uh, all the movies and TV shows that I've seen, where long um, uh, long winded diatribes go on to a big twist. Hi there. I have. I, I no 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 it's, it's, it's not a slide on you. Um, I half expected like Andy to like rise like slowly onto my Skype screen <laughs> from under the desk. Down the side of the screen. <laughs> hey and then, fuckers! And you two, it's, it's been like the long con on me the whole time, and then you hang up the Skype call on me. That's what just went through my mind. How about this? How about this? Okay. The Rough House three is here. Yeah. New elements will be here. Commercials will be here. We're proud to be a part of the Realm Network. We are proud to have you, the dear OG538 and beyond, donate to the Patreon page. The podcast after 
WrestleMania 34, I will reach out to Andy Peters. Oh, wow. And I will tell him everything I just told you. I will tell him on the podcast that I was deeply hurt by what he said. You don't think he listens? I don't know if he does. This was originally his baby. It's not anymore. It's you and I. He comments on the Facebook occasionally. I can't bring myself to speak to him. He texted me a few months ago, and I ignored it. The WrestleMania 2017, 34, I believe. Is that correct? 34, I think. 34. I will reach out to him. we We will have him on should he want to join us. If not, I understand. If he does, I'll be glad. But I will tell him everything I just told you on the podcast. Whew. As promised. Real talk. Real shit, man. Real shit. As promised. A brand new intro. We fucked it. Stickers, <laughs> shit the bed. But yeah, what happened to the version 1.0? Here you are. That's what You're happened. You're welcome. You're welcome. Pay me. Pay me, fuckers. We got your money. <laughs> Suck Braun Strowman's unwashed dick. Oh. I bet his dick has a beard. (laughs) If you were to pick a cheese that Braun Strowman's dick smelled like, what would you choose? Fisting. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next time, assholes. It's the Rough House Podcast. The Rough House Podcast is a free, twice-weekly podcast that we provide to you for free. Since it's free, you have no right to bitch about anything we say or post. Since it's free, you are expected to take our word as law. Really? Our ideas as genius. Really? Our videos as Oscar-worthy. Really? And given that it's fucking free, we need you to tell your fellow IWC nerds about the show. Tell them it's free. Everyone has a price for the Million Dollar Man. Tell them it's free to follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter. It's also free to follow us at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. It's super F-R-E-E free to subscribe to us on YouTube too. Tell your nerd friends to listen to The Rough House on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Don't forget to lick a Lincoln, drink some penny tea, and always be mark as fuck. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for ya! This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.